Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Relove Podcast. This is Pastor Rico. Our hope is that today's message adds life and power to your journey as you grow. Thanks for joining us. Amen. God set me up today. Last year when uh, I spoke on the resurrection on Easter Sabbath, um, the cross, it's just a heavy, heavy subject for me to talk about. Just heavy, but... And then today I was supposed to tag team with Rico, and then Rico's like, nah, I think you good. <laughs> what a setup. But praise the Lord, praise the Lord. I just thank everyone for coming and worshiping here today. So grateful to be God's mouthpiece as I stand before you. If I can just mention, um, we have uh, the associate youth director in our presence, if he can please stand, Pastor Meshach Soli. For, for our conference, like he just got hired on as, and his beautiful wife, Linda Soli, um, he just got hired on. Uh, you guys got to know this face. Don't just, like, you got to know this face. He's the plug. He is the plug. So welcome. It is an honor that you guys chose Relove to worship. He could have chose anywhere, but he chose to come here and worship with us. Amen. Amen. My sermon today is just going to be one verse. One verse, Luke 23, verse 26. As they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldiers seized him and put the cross on him and forced him to carry it behind Jesus. Let me read it again because I don't think you heard it the first time. Luke 23, 26, as they led Jesus away, a man named Simon, who was from Cyrene, happened to be coming in from the countryside. The soldier seized him. They put this cross on him to carry it. They forced him to carry it behind Jesus. You know, in that moment, I'm thinking, maybe Simon should have maybe thought, man, if only I just left like maybe five minutes earlier. Perhaps if I didn't stop at the gas station, I wouldn't have been chosen to carry this cross. Maybe if I just didn't stop to get a sandwich, I wouldn't have been chosen in this second to carry this cross. In that second, Simon was thinking, really, God? Really? If Simon could edit any part of his story, I am thinking in this moment, he would have said, nah, don't put this cross in my story. I'm not ready for it. I'm not ready for this cross, Lord. Why me? Don't let this cross be part of my story, Simon said. If you could edit any part of your life, what would you take out? It took me deep. I don't want y'all to open up your mouth when I say a couple of things because, you know, be ready. It took me to the point where I was early in my marriage and I was awoken by a pool of blood on my bed. Went to the doctor. I was in my second trimester and they said, well, looks like you had a miscarriage rushed into emergency. I didn't even know how to talk about it. I didn't even know that I was grieving. There was silence between my husband and I. We just didn't know how to talk about it. A couple years later, 
in my 12-week appointment again in the doctor's office, laid there on the table, and they told me again, you had a miscarriage. Miscarriage number two. In the midst of it all, I'm like, really, Lord? This is part of my story? Take this part of my story out, dear God. Or perhaps it was the time where I was removed to Samoa. And I went into the doctor's office. I was 15 years old. And I was being touched inappropriately. I knew it was wrong, but I just couldn't talk about it. I walked out of there so much shame, like it was me. Like what was wrong with me? Really, God, this is part of my story? Or perhaps the part where I got arrested. Calm down. <laughs> like, what? Pastor Paula got arrested. I want to hear this. <laughs> Why is this part of my story, God? I think Simon, perhaps, he looked at the cross and said, Lord, please don't let this be part of my story. You know why? Because there's too much shame attached to this cross. I don't want to carry that shame in front of everyone. The title of today's sermon is Before the Story. Let us pray. Father God, hallelujah. hallelujah. Praise the Lord. You are good. You are God. I need some of that goodness to follow and chase after me in this space, Lord. I thank you for all the ears and eyes present here today. Have your way. In Jesus' name, amen. Do you have a bucket list? I mean, things that you want to do before you die. We all have a bucket list, right? Things that we want to visit, places we want to go, money we want to spend. Thank you. I think Simon had a bucket list too. Simon's bucket list was to go to his favorite place of all. I mean, this place he dreamed of when he was a little kid. When he was young, his parents told him of this place. They told him of how the Passover happened, how all of these things that contributed to his excitement was the place of Jerusalem. That was the place he had his eye on since day one. Year after year, he said, I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to go to Jerusalem. See, Jerusalem just wasn't a place. This was the place where King David had his capital. This was the place where Abraham almost sacrificed his son Isaac. This was the place that the Passover took place annually. So people would gather it and he would save up his money just to go to this place. So you can just imagine the excitement that happened in his heart. He's like, man, I'm going to go. He saved up money and it was time for him to go. A place where he had never seen. This place was also a place where you ever been around people where all they talk about is a certain thing and you just can't be part of it because you know nothing about it? Yes! Like, this was that place. He would just sit and listen. He would hear people coming back from Jerusalem. They were like, man, praise and worship was lit. 
people, worshipers from all over the land came and they would come and worship and we'd have this kind of ceremony and he would just stand there with his eyes open. So of course he was excited to go, but you got to understand this wasn't a place that you can just get up and go. This place was 900 miles away, but he was determined that he was going to go. So you had to save up a lot of money. He had to save up enough money to get there. And I'm assuming, uh, you're thinking 900 plus miles, probably what? You leave like a month or two in advance maybe? Not seeing your family, getting there. So the day had come. He had stepped off of the boat of where he came from and he could see Jerusalem from afar. You can imagine it, just imagine a kid looking at Disneyland and all they want to do is just run and get there. They don't care about mommy and daddy. This was Simon. He was so excited. He just wanted to get there, but something was going on. Simon stepped off the boat. He looked, he goes, what is, there's a lot going on. He was surrounded by so much noise. There was a commotion. Simon was oblivious to the crowd, the people that lined the streets. He's like, what's going on here? What's happening? Why is this sudden stop of traffic? I didn't know that this gathering was this many people. He peeks through the crowd and he takes notice. The Roman soldiers are making a path for three convicts. The procession was brutal. See, it appeared to him that the crowd was divided over Jesus' identity. See, some of them thought or affirmed that he was the long-awaited Messiah, while others considered him a false prophet. Simon fights his way to the front, and he takes notice of the middle convict. He fell on his knees. The cross was down on the ground. What is going on here? He wanted to understand it more. He just couldn't imagine watching this man with his face in the dirt, a cross on his back. What's going on? He was confused. Simon's like, nobody told me about this. Like, I saved up my life savings. What is going on? He noticed the convict couldn't walk. The weight of the cross may have been too much, or was it? This was Jesus, the King of kings, the Lord of Lord, Emmanuel, couldn't carry the cross? This same Jesus who healed the sick, who fed the 5,000, who healed the blind, who set the captives free, struggling to carry the cross. There's no exact figures of the cross, of the weight. So I looked it up, and I'm like, well, they said it was pure wood, you know, I don't know the weight of that, but they had an approximation of two to 300 pounds. Yeah, I'm not sure if I can believe that. And I'm like, yeah, the weight of the cross would be kind of heavy for him, but he's God. Nothing's too hard for him, right? He can instantly just clap his hands and the cross would be there. But he wasn't just carrying the cross. He wasn't just carrying, he was carrying the weight of the world. Now, I want you to imagine a book. Does someone have a book? I want you to imagine that this book is for one person. Like, this contains all of my sins. I know that there's like an encyclopedia set, but 
this will do. This contains all of my sins, all of it. And so the weight of having to carry mankind's sin from the past to the present to the future was on this cross. Just one book is heavy to carry. Imagine the weight. It wasn't so much that he couldn't carry it. It was the weight of all of our sins that he had to carry. The burden of sin for all mankind. A soldier approaches Simon. Simon's not ready. He ain't ready. A soldier approaches Simon and he points to him and he says, hey, you, pick it up. Simon's looking confused. He's like, I'm not from here. Exactly. Because you ain't from here, you're going to carry the cross. See, you have to understand, if Simon touched the cross, it would disqualify him from partaking in the Passover experience. Nobody wanted to touch the cross. He's like, why me? The Romans couldn't do it. The locals couldn't do it. It would cause a riot. Simon was chosen to carry the cross. I was thinking, too, he's like, well, if I care, I could do it. But can someone just walk in front of me and hide me? Can someone just put a cloth over my head while I carry it? Or I don't know if I could do it. Someone might go live or post my picture on social media and everybody's going to know about it. Simon was not ready to carry this cross. There was a lot of things attached to this cross. Some of us think it's just a cross, but... I think the reason why Simon didn't carry this cross was because shame was attached to this cross. Humiliation was attached to this cross. Disgrace was attached to this cross. Embarrassment was attached to this cross. Can you imagine him being attached to this and everybody knowing about it? What Simon didn't know was that he thought he was being called out by man, but he was being called up by God. Y'all didn't get it. He was being called out by man, but he was being called up by God. He just didn't get it yet. Sometimes our story can be that way. Like we feel as if we got a demotion. God's like, ah, that's a promotion. Sometimes we feel as if we've lost so much, but God's like, you don't see it yet. We think we're being called out, but no, God's like, no, I'm calling you up. Simon picks up the timber. He puts it on his shoulder. He walks. Simon is forced, forced to do something. You know, he wasn't asked. He was forced, coerced. There are circumstances in which we have little choice. You know, we can't make our spouses faithful. We can't control the economy. We can't ensure that our children will be trouble-free. We can't ensure that we would never feel the sting of pain, grief, or loss. But we can guarantee one thing, that when we walk, he walks with us. When Simon carried this cross, Christ was right with him. Christ was like, I got you, boo. Don't trip. We can guarantee that whatever it is we carry, Christ says, I am walking with you. I'm right behind you. Amen. Amen. 
Simon carried the cross. I think one of the richest forms of intimacy is when you walk together with someone and you kind of struggle together. You know what I mean? Like we, my husband and I, we've been married 28 years. And I think one of the hardest things, like he's been in the military for 21 plus years. The hardest thing about being married to a military person is deployments. I mean, everything falls apart when he's gone. Like I'm telling myself, I got this. I'm the, you know, I got this. Everything falls apart. The struggle, it happens. You miss each other. But there's also a stronger intimacy when we come back together. Can I just say each of my kids were born when he came back? Yes, hallelujah. There's something intimate when you struggle with someone together. I know when the pandemic hit, my staff, no, I'm not going to say my staff, God's staff, our staff, Rico, we are so much more closer now. I mean, we had to go through the pandemic. We had to go through the three months of pastor sabbatical leave. We had to go through with him. Pastor Seth, we miss you and Holly. We had to go through some stuff without having an active pastor here. But guess what? When we get together, it's like a party. I'm, we work in those staff, we church, we work in. But we, when we get together, man, I feel alive. Like I never, Rico be trying to give me the damn, I'm like, no, I don't, I don't miss staff. Nope, I'm coming. There's something that happens when you struggle together. There's a sense of intimacy that happens. We don't get offended. We don't call each other names. It's like one big party. This was like Simon. He does, just doesn't see it yet. He's struggling. God is like, don't worry about it because he doesn't even realize that that is the intimate time that God specifically chose for Simon to walk with God. Those struggles, that shame, the disappointment, the pain, the grief, the hurt, those are your intimate time with God. Jesus. was on a mission. He had no idea, Simon had no idea that this detour was very missional for him. It was the supreme honor of his life. No idea that the act of carrying this cross would mean walking side by side with God. It's crazy though, because Jesus needed to get to Golgotha, right? Jesus needed to get to Golgotha, and he couldn't even depend on his day ones to get him there. You know, everyone has day ones, right? The disciples, they ghosted him. Like, they just like, Psh, you on your own. We're, you, you on your own to the cross. His day ones ghosted him. The disciples bounced. That's a, that's a whole nother sermon. That's a whole nother sermon. 